Well, looks like we're here again. You, me, and the communal scream. I need to work on those intros. If you could just go ahead and not listen to that first part, that'd be great. Today, I've got Chad Gibbs, renowned renowner. <laughs> Inside joke, am I right? No, you don't know because you haven't listened to it yet unless you start in the middle of the conversation. Okay. Well, Chad Gibbs is a regional best-selling author of God and Football, Love Thy Rival, and pretty much just an all-around cool freaking dude. So um, I'm going to talk to him today, and you're going to hear it unless you don't listen, which if you're like me when I was a little kid, my parents thought I had a hearing problem because I didn't listen to them. And the joke's on them because I didn't want to hear what they had to say. Because, you know, sometimes cleaning your room's not as fun as watching Bobby's World. What? Okay. Uh, just a reminder, you can get a free audiobook to the book I wrote, which is Letters to Famous People. All you got to do is go on iTunes and rate this podcast five stars and leave a comment. Then just let me know you did that. And I'll add you to a Dropbox and give you a free audiobook. And then you can Okay, start by. Call is now being recorded. I'm here live. As you hear it, it is being spoken. Even if you pause it and you come back to it, we just stopped talking for a while and waited till you came back. Recording with Chadley Gibbs. Chad Space Lee Space Gibbs. Chad Robert E. Lee Gibbs. Hello, hello, hello. Chad, Chad, Chad. Introduce yourself yeah. to all the people. Hey, this is Chad. When, when will we know? When do we know if people pause? So I know. Well, I've got an app. There's an app. Okay. Okay. Hey, don't touch me there. They, they touch the app and it goes, "Ooh, don't touch me there," and then it tells me that they paused it. And okay. It, perfect. Like, like Larry from Minnesota, he just paused it. Let's let's wait for 20 minutes. Okay, we're back. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, don't pause Good. anymore, Larry. That's a long time to wait. Yeah, Larry, we don't have two and a half days to do this just because you're busy doing things. You have to keep pausing us. <laughs> Larry's the worst. Chad. Yes. Okay. In case people are unintelligent and or unintelligent, I will tell them Chad Gibbs is a writer. He is a man. He is a sports advocate. He advocates for sport. He also is a speaker, like um, boys, both speakers. He is a speaker, like he sings music for people when they plug it no, out. No. No, no, I don't sing. Oh, you, okay. No, you you play it. You sound just like the artist. Yeah, you're like a you're like a hot like beat by Dre. Like people wrap you over the, over their head, and they're you're like a headphones. Like you, they put you on their head. Gotcha. Okay. He, he also speaks at, at schools and colleges and in dormitories, and he does a lot of things that are impressive, like writing regional best-selling novel novellas, uh, and he also raises thousands upon thousands, stacks on stacks on stacks, right? Racks on racks on racks. Yes. For charity, yes. he also travels the world. On our tax dollars? Isn't that how it works? No, I don't think it's costing anyone anything. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> so, on the, 
Oh, the credit card companies. That's what I'm. Thinking. Yeah, it cost it cost them, but I think they're doing okay. okay. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be just fine. I'm <laughs> donating to their cause. Like they're my charity. Yeah, that's a lot of people. And then they charge people. A lot of people are donating to the yes. Yeah. I wish I could just like stand on their buildings and just use the restroom on their buildings just to get back out. You don't. They pay for you to go to Rome and stuff. <laughs> right? Yes, they do sometimes. Okay. How do you do? Like I know, I know the, the the short and skinny of it, whatever that means. But explain to how how do you like take Instagram pictures? that look like you robbed, like, a postcard thing in New York? Like, how do you get to go to all these places? <laughs> well, um, it's called travel hacking, and there's there's all sorts of blogs about it. Uh, I think thepointsguy.com is probably my favorite. And uh, basically, you know, these credit card companies team up with airlines to give you these big sign-up bonuses if you spend so much in the first three months or six months or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so... Just for example, um, and Chase Visa had a deal where if you signed up and you spent three grand and maybe it was six months, you got a hundred thousand British Airways miles. Uh, and you could use the British Airways miles to fly on British Airways, of course, and you could also use it for partner flights. They're partners with American Airlines. Yeah. So we took our hundred thousand miles and booked two flights from Atlanta to Rio de Janeiro, and it cost us, I think, $40 oh. in taxes. So uh, we went oh. spent, a, spent a week in Rio for, you know, basically 80 bucks in flights, which is pretty cool. That is pretty dang cool. And, you know, you can, oh you, can be as, you can be as aggressive with it as you want. You can, you, can, you know, fill your wallet up with... 10, 15, 20 credit cards, or you can just do it once and, uh, you know, sort of pick a trip you want to take and, and take one trip and pay for it that way. But, Does it yeah, there's lots of, lots of good resources that are probably explaining it better than I do. But, uh, no, you did, you did well. Uh, did, uh, do you do like mess with your credit to open up all of them, or as long as you pay them off, you're good? Yeah, as long as you pay them off, you're good. Uh, your credit score will take a little bitty hit when you get a new card, maybe five, ten points, but generally it bounces back within two months. Um, okay. You, uh, yeah, the biggest factors in your credit score are uh, late payments and, you know, not paying a balance. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as long as you're not, you know, keeping some big balance and just paying the minimums each month or as long as you're not having late payments, it's, it really won't affect your credit. I mean, we've gotten a few cards in the last two years, and uh, both of our credit scores have actually gone up. So Nice. Did you pay them off automatically, like, after you get them in? What's that? Did you pay them off so well? Yes, yeah, because yeah, we just, you know, we just get them and pay them off, and, uh, um, you know, it, it actually helps your credit rating to have available credit that I guess you're not, Utilize so. Nice. I like to thank y'all yeah. for joining Dave Ramsey's Complete Money Makeover. <laughs> I feel like we're like we're like edgy Dave Ramsey right now. <laughs> like you can pay it off, but you get free stuff. You know. <laughs> I don't think he would be a fan of this. What is he? No, I, I don't think he would. I mean, I think he just hates. He just doesn't like credit cards, and uh, I mean. Yeah. I understand where 
the Dave Ramsey plan comes in and, you know, I understand the benefits of it, but, you know, I feel like if you're on top of your finances and you're not really using these cards to buy things on credit, like, I mean, we're just using them to buy stuff we already buy to get the points. Uh, like gas yeah. and yachts. Like gas yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not we're not getting any credit trouble with this stuff, so I'm not keeping the time. Good. So like this is ideal for like, you know, seeds. Like they could have a lot of cash to pay off their credit cards, but they don't want to pay the mileage to like fly to like different islands that they owe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> that, I have a huge seeds demographic that I'm trying to cater to right now. So that's why I had to bring that up. I'm glad we can, can reach them. I know, they do. Okay, so I want to talk about your books, okay? You've written, like, 15 or 16 books minus, like, 12 two, yeah. or 11. Yeah. Written two, yeah. Yeah. You've, you've had two. Well, three. I've written, I've written three, I guess, but one's not yeah. available to the public. Okay. Who is just available to, like, you and your agent? Uh, it's just available to me, and if you came to my house, you could read it. But, so you didn't – wait, is that the one about the essays and the short stories? Yeah, that's – the humor book that Zonder Van bought and then gave back to me. <laughs> but they paid you for it, right? Yeah, they paid me for it, and then they gave it back to me. Oh, my gosh. So how many do you have? I don't have any copies. I mean, I just have the rights to the book now. Oh. Um, you got to keep your money from it, right? Yes. You know what you should do? Just, like, you should, like, write out, like, the title of your book in, like, $100 bills of what they gave you. And then take a picture and send it to them. Be like, how do you want to do this book? <laughs> I could. They they won't publish it. It has the word. <laughs> That's why they would publish it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> I like. I wish that was like the only word in it. Like you, you get the book, you open it up, and it's like front page. And it's <laughs> so good. Well, I won't. I won't halfway carry this. Well, I get it. I mean, Lifeway puts a warning in Rob Bell books. You know that? Yeah, they do, yeah. They're like, Reach. just so you know, his stuff's controversial. Well, they should, put a warning in, they should put a warning in, like, every other book they own that says, warning, this book is boring as crap. Like, they should do that. That's <laughs> what I believe in. Well, you know, I think the sticker says, like, read with discernment, which I don't know if that means the books that don't have the sticker you can just read without reading yeah. it out at all. <laughs> you just yeah, don't discern like, whatever. Oh, don't discern this. Don't think to yourself do exactly what they're saying because they were worthy enough to get put in our store. <laughs> and and price go up like $8 per book. So you wrote, sorry, um, God in Football was your first book, right? That's right. Now, they call it the catcher in the rye of our time, correct? Uh, of, like, this exact moment or just the last few years? Time, of this, this hour that we're in right now. They label a different it, book every hour. Yeah, it's, it's the catcher in the rye of this, of this uh, pod, podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> that, that's, it's good. They got the Newberry... Children's Book Award. It got the little silver sticker that makes the cover look ugly. It did. It did. No, but seriously, you, that was your first book, wasn't it? It was, yeah. But it wasn't anything you intended on going in with. You went in with a different... I'm, like, telling your story for you. So you went in okay. with a different book, right? You're just going to say, yeah, every time I say your story, okay? Yeah, yeah. I went in with, 
I went in with a humor book, and they bought it. And then uh, while we were editing it, I pitched the idea of God football, and they're like, ooh, we want to do that one instead. So uh, so we did that one. It came out first. It came out about two years ago, two and a half, two years ago, two years ago, two months, something like that. It did really well, too, didn't it? Yeah, it did okay. Uh, it was a uh, regional bestseller, which means uh, uh, it was on, like, the southern – Bookseller bestseller list for one week. <laughs> hey, but all you need is one week, and you can put bestseller on your next book. That is so awesome. Do you have to put regional bestseller, or can you just put bestseller? I put regional best. Well, I think I put a joke about it on my next book. Uh, I think I put bestseller, and then in parentheses put okay regional bestseller. But uh, you can probably put whatever you want to. I put uh, on my book. I wrote uh, letters to famous people. If yeah. you buy the, if you, on the very back page, I put a uh, New York Times bestseller, and then in like really small print underneath, I said had a book written to her, or had a letter written to her in this book, like hoping people <laughs> would like read the fine print. And those, the, oh, and the the sucky thing is the person who is a New York Times bestseller that I wrote a letter to is Snooky from Jersey Shore, so <laughs> there in Go America, right? Go America. Well, you can you can put whatever you want, but you know. Here's a quick story. Um, you familiar with uh, Burnside Riders Collective? I am. Uh, I am. Don Miller's okay. old roommate was the dude, right? Yeah, Jordan Green. So Jordan asked me if I wanted to be the comedy editor of that of the of Burnside one time, and I was like, sure. I don't really know how to edit, but yeah. If you I mean the deal was, he was like, just say your, just we'll put your name on it, and when you have book proposals one day, it'll look good. I was like, sure, let's do it. Yeah, I never edit, I never edited anything, um, but that was my title. And when I sent my first proposal to Zondervan, that was that was on the proposal. And God and Football, when they're working on it, they they send you like the back the back ad copy to to you approve it to what it's going to say, like your bio and like the book description. And the first yeah. line of the book description was renowned comedy editor Chad Gibbs and I was like <laughs> that's your that's your <laughs> like I don't think we need to put that uh, so I was no I was like I told him I was like why don't we just put like humorist or something humorist Chad Gibbs and they were like okay so then I get the book like the final copy and it was like renowned humorist Chad Gibbs you are you're renowned for your humorism I guess. Well, I think renowned was going to be on there one way or the other. So, uh. <laughs> this is a renowned Chad Gibbs enthusiast, Chad Gibbs. Like, yeah. That would have been a good, would have been a good title. Like, I'm a big fan that's, of myself. That's about the only thing I've renowned at. So. Hey, you know, I, all I do is the only renowning I do is whenever I restate somebody, I first play their thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, it's a hat. Oh, hat. Or the answer, no, it's a proper noun if you say somebody's name. So I could be like, hey, that's a noun, right? No. I don't know, dude. I'm not in eighth grade English. <laughs> Let me tell you, me tell you a secret that it's not a secret because I'm going to tell, like, at least, I don't know, three other people. Um, uh, I don't know very many good grammatical things because I was in honors English in school and, yeah. like, between eighth and ninth grade, like in eighth grade is where you're supposed to like start learning like the legit grammatical stuff, you know, like 
you know, adverbs and ad, you know, I mean, you learned it before a little bit, but this time you're supposed to like get into it and know it for real because you're like actually developing a brain and right. uh, horror stuff. Um, well, the teachers between my eighth and ninth grade year, like my ninth grade teacher got us and just assumed we were supposed to have learned it because of the honors class. Eighth grade, like never taught it because we focused on like the deeper meaning. So I never really learned any of that important stuff that I'm supposed to know as a human being. So that's well, why you've, I made, you've made it this far, so you'll be all right. I'm, I'm, I'll be all right. I'll probably, you know, I won't want to shoot my gun too much, but I don't know what that means. But you know, I mean, I mean, it's a regional best-selling statement in the South. That's all I know. Shoot your gun too much. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about, uh, I want to talk about your newest book, Love Thy Rival. Okay. This was, uh, tell me about it, just go. I'm not going to do a fill-in-the-blank Mad Lib for you, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the follow-up to God in Football. Uh, God in Football was me taking trips to all the SEC schools, and Love Thy Rival is me taking trips to all the big uh, rivalry games in sports, not just college football, but, you know, I went to, like, the Yankees and the Red Sox and Lakers Celtics. Duke Carolina basketball, just stuff like that. And I write about uh, what the greatest rivalries in sports can teach us about loving our enemies. And I try to tell jokes. That's that's pretty much it. Oh, that sounds beautiful. I'm going to buy it after we get off of this podcast. because That's what I did with Clay Morgan's book. I talked to him, asked him about it, and then I bought it afterwards. So that's what I'm going to do. I wait until I talk to the person, then I buy their book. Hey, sounds good to me. It's a rule. Like, I feel like it's like, you know, you pay me no money, and then I'll pay you a percentage of what you get to keep from your book. Right. Okay. Exactly. Um, there's one one thing I do want to talk about. You went to all the greatest rivalries, so I wanted to talk to you about my favorite rivalry. How was the uh, the Quidditch game between um, Gryffindor and Slytherin? It was intense. Very intense. Oh. What was um, your favorite part? The, the quaffles. And the they're avid. What about the bludgers? Did you like those? The bludgers, the bludgers were good too. One, a bludger came into the crowd. Um, oh dear! Yeah, some some guy broke his arm, but he had the the bone mending potion given to him uh, and he grew back. I hear that's painful. It, yeah, it looked painful. <laughs> well, no, I guess it's not painful unless you lose all the bones in your arm and then you have to regrow them. Yeah, that's the painful part. You're right. You know, it's funny. At the end of at the end of the book, I think I listed uh, like five rivalry games that I wish I could have saw, and, I, and Gryffindor Slytherin was actually one of them. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, Dad! Let me just tell that. That's a selling point, man. If I had known that, like, I would have bought it before, which breaks all the rules. Like I'm breaking all the Fox movies. I'm dead serious. There you go. Shoot. Okay. Yeah, I got a I got a new segment that I made just for you. Are you ready? Okay, let's do it. Hey, it's called. It's, I mean, obviously, as a regional bestseller, renowned Chad Gibbs, renowner. Um, I was going to ask you because of your sports expertise, um, expertness, um, that I would drag on this sentence as long as possible. And then ask you the questions that I'm going to ask you in the close near future because I'm dragging this sentence on because I did it at first as a joke, but now I have forgotten what I had begun to say at the beginning. And now it's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now by Cher or Celine Dion. I can't remember. 
Uh, it's a game called, um, it's a game where you will play it. I made it just for you as a sports person. It's yeah. called Who Would Win? Okay. All right, All right now I'm going to give two, two teams and a sport, and you tell me who would win and why. Okay? Okay. Okay. Good? And, I'll, and then we'll just kind of go back and forth and see if we agree. And I'll judge who wins. Sound good? Is that fair? <laughs> that sounds fair. It's, isn't that how the BCS works, pretty much? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I just get the pick at the end without any real proof of actually anything. Like, we don't have to, like, prove it. Proof, I think proof, your computer fit, but yeah. Okay. Okay. And if I if I say anything weird, if I pause or say anything, it's because I'm walking into a store to buy DVD covers for a wedding DVD. So if I say something like, it sounds like I'm here to get the DVD covers, or, uh, hey, don't touch me there, it's because I'm going into this place to do that thing I just said. Okay. Yeah, we got cut off. Here's part two. This call is now being recorded. Oh, there she is. There she was telling us this is recorded by law. I bet that's annoying for people that are, like, trying to break the law. Oh, Whenever sure. Like, this call is being recorded. You're like, ah, oh, man, I was going to catch this person cheating on somebody. Uh, okay, Chad, welcome back. We are here. People don't know it because it was only like three seconds ago, but really this is two days later because as soon as we started this segment, I had to go in and get a DVD cover, and then there was something missing. So, well, it was just a fiasco on my phone. And the and this show is live. And, and the show is live. For two <laughs> we days. Knew you, we knew you paused it right there. You are like, oh, I don't need to hear him talking to any of those people in the, the photography store. So... You stopped it for two days. It took you two days to, like, prep up, and you were, like, on a long drive to your in-laws, and you were like, okay, I can listen to it now. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, right. the segment started was a brand-new segment I invented just for you because you're what they call a uh, a sportsographer expertista, correct? Isn't that your, on your business card? Yes, that's exactly what it says. Okay. Okay. Uh, you must have one. You're also a, a comedy editor, correct? Is that what the Renowned. Was? Renowned comedy Renowned. editor. That's the word. I was trying to think of the word, and I knew it had an end of the And I was like, it's not a known. That has an end of the but that doesn't sound correct. Okay, renowned. You're renowned. Like, you, they knew it, and then they renew it. It's yes, renewed. I'm, I'm a renewed comedy editor. Renewed. Okay, I'll name two groups. And then we'll discuss who would win at the sport that I attached them to. Okay. Okay. I started with, what was the one I said? The cast of Boy Meets World versus the cast of Saved by the Bell in basketball. Yes. Okay? All right. Let's do it. I thought we already already did this one. Did we go all the way through it? I thought we did. I just... So that's what I, uh, I, I remember talking about. I remember talking about how much taller I thought Saved by the Bell people were, and like Jesse Spano is like six four. That's when we got like, interrupted because you said she was in that striptease movie or strippers movie. Yeah, and, and I like I feel like all of Boy Meets World were they were all really little. People. They were hobbits. You know they were kind of short, but then again you've got uh what is it that Lawrence brother Joey Lawrence he came on the show and he was yeah. like he did. He, like, he looked like he was on steroids, 
and he was like a big sports guy. I mean, That's true. You, you did see, like, and there was some episodes of Saved by the Bell. Every sporting event was Saved by the Bell was mm-hmm. like a small court, so you know they're not used to regulation size. And there was like nine people at every event. Like, there were just as many people at the chess tournament as there were at the wrestling tournament as there were at every other event. So it was like, you know, the better a team is, the more people show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got a great – there's still events. I just – I just feel like, you know, when you, when you do co-ed stuff, it seems like the guys oftentimes cancel each other out. And it comes down to, like, which team ended up with the most athletic girls. Oh, um, and – yeah. I just I just don't see Topanga ever pulling down a rebound. <laughs> no, no, but uh, it's kind of mean. But my dad knew in the series, you know, she put on a little bit of weight, and my dad used to call her Tank Anga because she looked like a tank, which is really rude because she was very pretty and in very good shape. Well, and but and you got to remember, uh, Sean Hunter wasn't that his name? Sean Hunter's girlfriend was African American. Which means That's she's true. probably better than Lisa, who was like half. She's only half good at sports. Oh, really? I think. Or was she Was she uh, a full, full, I don't know how to say this without sounding racist or bad. Can we talk about this? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to talk about. <laughs> I don't think we are either. The race percentage of Lisa Turtle. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to stop. We're going to quit talking about that part of it. Let's just say, I mean, we're just saying that you're better at sports, statistically. I mean, you've, been, yeah, you've seen an game. It's not like... Maybe, maybe we should only game. discuss television shows with white people. This is the friends. Go, go to friends. Yeah, yeah that's, it. that's how we'll sound less racist. Let's only include the white people. Maybe <laughs> this part has been removed because we were mocking white people in the 60s, and I'm not sure it came off that way, so just to be sure, everybody knows that we like all races. I cut it out. Is that new? <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. All right. Speaking of, that's my next one. Okay. Now, we're going to do a ping pong tournament between the cast of Friends. Wait, wait, wait. We didn't finish it up. Who do you think would win? You chose Saved by the Bell, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Saved by the Bell. Okay. You I'm going to have... score? <laughs> oh. <laughs> How, how, how long are the quarters? How long are they playing? Uh, Regular, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. 40 minutes, 40 minutes college. college. We're going two minutes. Yeah, I no. think I think State by the Bell is like 70 to, to 48. Uh, that's, you know what? I wanted to disagree just to make it a better argument, but I really have to agree with you. Because Zach <laughs> looks like he has a decent height, and he's got, you know, he built up some upper body strength near the end of the, the, of the stuff. If you include that football player, so did, coach guy. So did Ke- so did Kelly Kapowski. Kelly, oh yeah, Kelly was an athlete though. She was an athlete. She was a cheerleader that played her will toss her in the air, she'll dunk it. Her, her upper body was, was built up later in the show too, is what I was getting at. Could you be more Whatever. specific with like some dimensions <laughs> and such? No, fucking not. <laughs> okay. Well, I just, I think they just have a better team. And plus, look at Corey's hair. Has a guy with that kind of hair ever been good at anything athletic? Let's just get real. Uh, Maybe he's a quarterback. Had a uh, the, the Eddins brother that played in our, at Arkansas had that hair. The who? Blake Eddins that played at Arkansas had, had boy meat. What position did he play? He was a point guard, I think. Oh, you're thinking – I was thinking football for some reason. I started <laughs> talking about football like 
Texas quarterback, and I switched off of my track, train track. Yeah, yeah, okay, I can give you that. Yeah, he was good. Wasn't he the one that hit like every – was he the one, a recent one that could hit like every three? Yeah, he was, he was a good shooter, I think. He's – I think – no, 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 he's that's not right. There was a player Arkansas had, I remember everybody giving him grief, Arkansas grief about it. This might have been even like eight years ago. There was a, a white guy who played like – he was like double or triple A. And, you know, in Arkansas, they only look at like the five, six, eight schools, you know, or I guess that's in most every – but uh, he went and walked on at Duke and, like, got playing time, and Arkansas didn't even, like, look at it, and he's from Arkansas. Oh. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Nolan Richardson. I'm just kidding. He probably wasn't the coach then. Okay. All right. So, we both agree, say by the bell, beat Boy Meets World in a basketball game any day of the week. We do. We do. We do. Although, they do, they do say it's harder to beat a team the third time. So maybe they play three times. The others say, by the way, Boy Meets World is going to uh, little, uh, little Giants them, you know. Well, if it's two out of three, it's already over there anyway. So, you know, it doesn't really yeah, matter. that's true. That's true. That's thought, you know, you have Ed O'Neill, you have Spike Race, Rick Moranis won. And, you know, you only need one game. All right. Okay, cool. Good. I'm glad we agreed. The shows are both geniuses. All right, second one. The cast okay. of Prince. Versus the cast of Steinfeld in ping pong. Ooh. You know, friends, you got you got Joey and Chandler played a lot of uh, a lot of foosball, which is that's true. It's, it's I don't you know it's in the same family as ping pong. Yeah, it's ping pong's like illegitimate first cousin, like married in the family. Um, and you got Kramer who was a ball boy. That's true for tennis, right? And the U.S. Open and tennis, table tennis, it's it's similar. Um, similar, yeah. But then he injured like a star player, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. Uh, yeah. I mean, how are we how are we doing this? Are we, are we does everyone have to play, or are we rotating? Yeah, you essentially they they essentially it's you you match up every one person. Like you're gonna have to go with the main six in France. And then you pick the top six from Seinfeld, would be Jerry Kramer, uh, Elaine, uh, Costanza, uh, I don't know, maybe Steinbrenner. <laughs> can he show up? If he can uh, show uh, up and, uh, and Newman. And then, we got Newman. Newman and Newman. That's it. Okay. Um, so those are their six. So who do you think takes it? Now, France has more women on their team, which are notably less good at sports. However, I feel fairly certain Courtney Cox, previously Arquette, could beat any man from Seinfeld in ping pong. Well, that's what I was going to say. I thought Monica would be maybe the most competitive person in the whole yeah. in the whole contest. There was, a, there was an episode. There was an episode of Friends. It was like the last season, like first or second episode, where they play ping pong. And Monica gets so into it. And turns out Chandler is phenomenal at ping pong. You remember? <laughs> Yes, that's right. That's right. See, I think oh, Chandler, okay. Joey, Chandler, Joey, and Monica—they win their matches. I think Phoebe loses oh, yeah. her match. Yeah, Phoebe loses is. her match. Rachel probably loses her match. So it comes down yeah. to. So it kind of comes down to I think Ross. We'll say Ross versus Jerry. Yeah, and what you got to remember, this is like Jerry's got to do this to stay in the game to tie, and Ross yeah. is doing it to win. So uh, take into account. I think 
I think Jerry would beat Ross. I mean, I don't really, really know why. I just think he would. Why? Oh man, that's a that's a big one. Yeah, I think they I think they tie. I think they tie at six. So then you have to bring in a seventh. Yeah, we got to bring a seventh for if we go episodes, like the most amount of appearances in episodes. I think Gunter is your next in line for free. That's what I was about to say. I think it's Gunter versus. Or we could pull. We could pull pull Paul Rudd in since he married one of the friends. He was the only one outside of the friends cast to marry somebody in the friends cast. Uh, or Brad Pitt. You could bring back Brad Pitt in. He was only oh, I'd love to bring, bring Brad Pitt into this, but he was only in one episode. That's true. That's true. You could bring in Emily. Uh, Emily, the, is that the British chick? The British chick. That oh, Ross she got my nerve. Ross, seriously. Don't send her any of any roses. Just send her a, a note that says, thank you. You are way too high maintenance. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I, think, I, think you're right. I think it has to be Gunter, though, versus... Um, Who's another recurring Seinfeld character? Uh, I don't know, the suit guy maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because they both work at they both work in the food industry. So that's true. Oh, that would make soup, sense. Soup Nazi versus Gunter. I, there's no way. Soup Nazi wins that. Oh uh, no! As soon as you, I said Soup Nazi, I realized who I chose. Okay, <laughs> here's the, here's the deal. If we can go with Gunter, if we have to go with Gunter, uh-huh. then yeah. If he wins, Seinfeld wins. But if we can go with Paul Rudd as our yeah. person. Um, Versus the Nazi? Nazi. I still feel Paul Rudd can take the Soup Nazi because Paul Rudd's a winner. Out of everybody, out of both cast, who is in bigger movies now? More successful movies? I mean, even in the Friends cast, even in Seinfeld, I mean, it's it's Paul Rudd. He's a winner. Winners That's trade true. over. They told That's me in Drop Dick. Starring, uh, starring that chick from the Spider-Man movies, Kristen Dunst. Um, they yeah. said that a oh, winner, and a winner carries over. Well, I still think I think the Soup Nazi beat Paul Rudd. I think I think the okay. Soup Nazi would make Paul Rudd cry. Um, <laughs> I think the Soup Nazi would be their strongest player, but I think Paul Rudd is just a winner. Even though I think he is the one that lost to Chandler in the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> I still I still gotta believe in my boy. All right. He's okay. Got, okay. Got more confidence. He's in million, multi-million dollar movies, and he was on Parks and Rec. I gotta believe in him. You know, if I can't believe in him, who can I believe in? You know, that's true. Santa? That's true. Nope. Nope. All right. Okay. So All we right. gotta disagree. Okay. We'll just have to wait until the uh, the Hawaii special comes on. Seinfeld and Friends. Uh huh. After. after <laughs> I think Jennifer Anderson. She's the last one left still trying to make big budget movies. The same yeah, as she's Give it five years, I think we'll get the Hawaii special. Yep, we'll be done. As soon as she's she, like, here's the thing though, this is a quandary after with Jennifer Aniston. She looks better now than she did at 25, and she's like 40 something now. Like, how is that possible? Her and Brad Pitt, I know they broke up, but I think while they were together, they took some sort of pill that made them like Benjamin Buttony. Like, they are yeah. way better looking than they ever were. Yeah, Clooney, they probably gave Clooney some of the pill. Oh, Clooney probably gave him. They probably took a vial of his blood. That's it. That's what it was. They drank Clooney blood. <laughs> yeah, Clooney blood. And he got it while he was a doctor on ER. He figured out some sort of science thing. And he was like, here it is. <laughs> there you go. Well, Brad Pitt was calling out to us when he did Benjamin Button. He was like, this is what happened to me. Uh, that was that was a biography. That no one knew it. Who was? So, uh, he was like, they'll know when I'm gone. 
<laughs> okay. He'll be a child actor soon, which is crazy. Gosh, he would be an amazing child actor, and he wouldn't have to worry about going on to be like a drug addict. He would just I know, go on to I know. be an actor. With a full, full house reboot. He could be in that. Uh, okay, you ready for the, the, the next competition? Yes. Okay. All right. We have the cast of Bobby's World. You remember that show? I don't remember Bobby's World. You don't? No. What is, what is Bobby's World? The kid, it was a cartoon. It was a kid on a big wheel who rode around. No, okay. so you're younger. You're, you're a bit younger than me. you got to remember no, that. No, I'm in the same age. We graduated the same year. We're in the same time. I was in your biology class. I sat behind you. Miss Rector. You remember? Big Miss Rector. Uh, you used to call it. Rector. She hated that. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, there might be a few tomorrow. Okay. Uh, sorry. All right. I got it. How about this? Okay. Cast of Rugrats. Are you with me? Okay. Another show that I was too old for, but well, well, I, I, do not, I do at least know what it is. Okay, okay. So we got the cast of Rugrats versus the cast of Full House in a game of baseball. Okay. So I can't even think of anyone on Rugrats. I just remember the weird one. Rugrats. Um, We've got Tommy. Tommy's the lead baby. you got Chucky. you got Phil and Lil are the twins. And Chucky's on the one I remember. Okay, well, he was like the second lieutenant who's scared of everything. And then okay. you got uh, Angela, which is their cousin that's really mean. You got her doll, Cynthia, she's playing. You got Tommy's dad and mom. They're playing. The dad's an inventor. Um, you got Angela's mom, which is a business lady, and dad who's an idiot. And it's the second command in their relationship. Um, and I think I'm missing a baby or two. It's Tommy, I think that's it. No, I think I got it all. So's four and then Angelica. Okay. I think it's an ant. Okay, yeah. and that's your ball. I don't remember much about Rugrats. I, see, my Saturday morning cartoons were uh, Muppet Babies and Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, see, that was just before me, I think. I Like, I got into the Muppets when I was, like, I think I watched a couple, like, movies. I got one for, like, a Christmas present for my aunt and uncle, and I was like, why did you give me this? I'm seven years old. I'm way too old for this. And then I, like, watched it, and I was like, oh, this is really good. I feel like a jerk for saying that, because I said that to him. I felt like the biggest jerk <laughs> on the planet. But you're one of the four things I regret saying in my life. I didn't mean okay. to bring up bad memories. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm seriously driving my car off into the ditch right now, so if we go radio silent, you just finish it. I will. I will. Okay. All right, so what do you think? Full house and regret. Baseball, huh? Uh... Well, I mean, Rugrats, most of them are infants, and yes. generally infants are not good at sports. Well, no, uh, they did uh, Rugrats All Grown Up. That was a show that came on, and it was them after they were teenagers. I mean, that was odd. No, it was actually really awesome for somebody who played Rugrats. You got to see, yeah, you're like, here's the thing, they didn't age for like eight or nine years, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, they like skipped from infants straight up to teenagers. But it was really cool because you like it's like it's like that last ten seconds of like a historical movie where they're like, blah blah went on to build the fort in Massachusetts. You know what I mean? Kind of like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I know even less. Know even less about their grown-up stage. Um, 
Full house. I don't know, they live in San Francisco. That seems like a baseball town. I feel like they would probably get a lot of giant, a lot of Giants games uh, together. They they'd only win if there was an earthquake, though, right? Then the Giants. Well, yeah. Win there's like there's an earthquake every other day, so. Oh, that's good for them. We're still making the series out. Um, Let's play one series every year on on Christmas Day. That's when they play. Uh, I don't feel like I can. I don't feel like I can add a whole lot of intelligence. Well, I don't think I've added much intelligence to anything, but I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't even picture these two groups of people playing baseball against each other. Um, I remember I remember in high school, we started a rumor that the middle child on Full House had died. Like middle just child. to see if it, oh. just if the, the, the little the middle girl just to see if it would spread around the school and it did, uh, but I think she's still alive. She may be a, she may be a drug addict. Um, she well fingers crossed, you know. I think fingers she's had some issues, but uh, and the one that um, the attitude one, she's like lose the two, dude. Isn't that her? I think so. Yeah, and and the uh, Kurt Cameron sister married Pavel Bure, the hockey player. Is that right? Oh my goodness! The oldest sister is Kirk Cameron's sister. Isn't that? I never put that together. Yeah, you're right. Her last name's Cameron. Has to be true. Yeah, yeah, and she married a hockey player from the like, right. NHL '93 era. Oh, that's a solid year. Did you have that game? I, I did. I did. I, I'm trying to remember. Was '94 the first year that you could like save it, where you could like have seasons going and make players? When you could create players, that's when video games really took off for me. Oh, yeah, and actually when you could save it was a great time in my life because I had Sega. That's when I, like, yeah. started was a Sega in, like, 92. And, mm-hmm. like, you at first, like, you'd play, like, Altered Beast or Streets of Rage or one of these, Mar- or Sonic, and you couldn't save it. You literally had to pause it and then, like, just turn your TV off, hoping your mom wouldn't notice that you left it on and you might burn the house down. And so you yeah. just, like, for hot. You'd, like, fry eggs on it the next day. And well, you know, Nintendo had some codes where you could save games, but it was like seventy letters long. It was uppercase, lowercase, and symbols, and you would try to write them down. And then, you know, the next day when you put it in, inevitably you would have written one letter wrong, and you had lost everything. 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 I still oh oh seven three seven three five nine six three. That's the code to fight Mike Tyson on Punch Out. Oh my! Interesting. I'm highly impressed. I think I can top you the uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I can give you immortality if you give me a controller. And I think on on 64, if you give me NFL Blitz, I can get you three or four codes before the game starts. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, can, still, I, I can still get you 30 minutes on contrast for sure. Oh, hey, game. <laughs> oh, my God, that's good. Okay. Sweet, so you've got who you got? Full house? Sounds like you're leaning towards full house. Yeah, I'm leaning towards full house, just just based on nothing. Um but <laughs> that's, that's that's the way I'm leaning. Okay. Well I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to go with uh Rugrats all grown up and here's okay. why. Space Jam. I mean, you and I would know Space Jam. We both know it, in and out. Through and through. And we know that once you're a cartoon you have certain abilities that humans don't have, you know? Right. That's true. That is true. And plus, the other, like, that's number one. 
Number two is um, they have what's it, is it Uncle Joey, the dorky one? Uh-huh. Which one? Is he the, the gooby one? What's his real name? Yeah, oh, Dave Coulier. Dave uh, Coulier, yeah. yeah I, think, he uh, I think Alanis Morissette's You Ought to Know was written about him, believe it or not. Uh, uh, <laughs> is that for real? Yeah, for real, for real. No, it's not. Are you serious? Yeah, Google it, man. I, I'm almost positive. Okay. Well, I'm amazed, and I think he's uh, is going to bring them down because if they play today, now the Rugrats is like it was Rugrats and all grown up, and we've had a year span where it's like Rugrats the college years, so they're in college now. And Tommy, okay, that guy, he's just a winner. He is a leader. He's a natural born leader and a winner, and I can't deny that he can take a team and inspire them. At the end of every Rugrats was him wanting to do something that put everybody in danger, and he would talk babies into it with, like, holding up a screwdriver and talking about their freedom. So I just I feel like he's going to – like, he is he is a, a star quarterback in a major college. Uh, and then uh, I just – I feel like, like with Kouye, he's just going to gripe about everybody wanting to do cut it out. They're gonna, they're gonna go. Oh, cut that's him out. right. Yeah. Fast, because I heard he freaks about that. He, uh, he came on like a radio station here in Arkansas, it was a popular radio station with the two uh-huh. morning people. There's a guy and a girl, and he came on, and I remember they mentioned that he was just a jerk. Like, God, he didn't want to talk about anything about Full House, nothing about, like, he cut it out, like, no. He was just a straight up jerk. And so, you know, forget that dude. Well, you see, now, you make, now you make them want to pick the road rat, rat. Just that. Yeah, that's it. That's, nobody's going to be rooting for him because that dude's such a turd. And all Phil and Lil, they're just going to go, or no, Angelica, obviously. She's just going to go, yo, yo, Kuye. He's going to turn around and she's going to go, shut it out. And he's going to spaz out. Somebody's going to get shot. Perfect. Okay, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going, I'm going with the road. You convinced me. I'm going with the road rat. Hey, that's, that's really what I'm, that's what I'm, what I'm dreaming about, you know, sort of hope and wishing, sitting waiting wishing. Okay. All right, last one. I mean, we've got to do football because, I mean, you're a yeah. man of great ability. Okay? I am. <laughs> you are. That's true. That is true. Okay. All right, we're going to go with the cast of SNL from two from years two ago. Years ago. Am I on speakerphone? Not that I Okay, because I just heard myself say it to myself, what I just said. Maybe it's just a third party, and he's trying to, like, mimic me. Okay, the cast of SNL from, like, two years ago, whenever okay. Wig and Sandberg were still there. Okay. Okay, that's one football team. And then the other football team, I'm literally making this up, because I only have, like, two. Actually, I only have the first one. <laughs> I've been making these up each time. Sorry. Uh, no problem. Football, cast of SNL from 2010, and then we're going to go with something popular, The Office. Don't forget it. Dropping SNL, The Office versus Parks and Rec, game of football. Okay, okay. Okay, are you good with this? Have you seen or know both of those shows? Yeah, I do know both of these shows. Okay, um, so do you watch both of them? Are you watching your caught up on both? Well, we haven't. I haven't watched The Office in... Oh, probably four years, but okay, okay. I do. We, we, I watched a lot of Office back in the day, and we, okay, we still watch Parks and Rec. So okay, good. Okay, good. This is me good on this. Football, we got him. Let's go. You're our guest. Okay. 
be our guest, be our guest, but our service to the test. Go ahead. Okay. Let's see. With the office, I'm guessing we're going back to the Michael Scott era. Anybody from any point in the series for both of them. Okay. Well, he would be either the coach or the quarterback. He's going to be like the leader, and I don't think that's a good thing. Um, I was going to say, I don't want him to be the coach. He would, like, just want attention and shuffle out on the field every time. <laughs> Uh, but I think he would be the coach or, or the quarterback. So I think what? that's a. Do you think it'll be his choice or the team's choice? No, I think it, I think it's his choice. I think he gets to pick. Um, okay. This is this is or, pre pre saber days. Got it. So he's kind of in charge a little bit. He's in charge. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, oh, what's her name? That chick that was that has the dogs from Saber. She yeah. would be a solid like linebacker. Wasn't she pretty aggressive? Well, Caddy Bates, the linebacker? Yes, and the, her dogs could be the corners. They're good. What would Dwight play? Oh, Dwight? Um, nose guard? He's going to play both sides, obviously. Yeah. Nose guard, because I could see him getting real dirty with some nunchucks or like a ninja star, like just jabbing people with it. Yeah. Uh, whenever a lot of people. And I say on offense, I mean, he's he's fullback every time. Okay. What about? Why you getting I don't know. What do you think? I think I think he'd be best at quarterback if we could put him in there. Like, all well, he would be the but he would certainly be the best quarterback. He's he's you know he's got he's got quarterback looks and he's tall and, and all that. Yep. Here's what I think. Afraid. This is what we got. Tell me how you feel about this. You're afraid Michael's going to take over, right? Kind of like I just took over your sentence like a jerk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, here's the, here's the way I see it. First quarter, Michael's quarterback just wants to start him. You know, he wants to be there. He's doing awful. You know, in the dirt, he's dancing around. He's looking like a fool with his pants on the grass. All right, now, at after the first quarter, they bring in the photographer from, I want to say it was uh, the wedding of Vance and Phyllis. You remember the photographer? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, okay, everybody up there. And Michael was, like, trying to get in the middle. He was like, okay, everybody out. Not the mom, not the bridesmaids, not y'all. And Michael was left the only one standing out. We pulled the photographer. He's assistant coach. He gets Michael off the field, or he sticks him at, like, way rod receiver. Okay, that could happen. Um, Hey, you know my – you know our dog is named Bob Vance. Is that the one that looks just like my dog, Juno? Yes, yeah. Our dog Bob. That's how we first connected. That's right. That is. That's good stuff. We should let them get together and, like, make out some time. Probably we should. Although Bob's married. Um, Oh, well, Juno's an adulterer, so she's in the Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what do you got? You got any other thoughts on it? We haven't even talked about Parks and Rec. Uh, Parson Rag, you've got Ron Swanson. I don't, I think you, I mean, if Ron Swanson's playing, can you really pick against Ron Swanson? No. You really, like, you stick bacon in the end zone, and, and it's over. You know, you saw, what was that episode where she's walking him and the other previous people in charge up a hill, and he smells bacon, and he just takes off running like a fullback? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> And then, and then you can pull in that tall dude who they tried to make Leslie's love interest the first two years. Pull him in. He was pretty tall. Seemed like he was okay athletic. He was like a 
He, I think they put him in there to be kind of like a their Parks and Rec's gym. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know what Tom would play. Um, I think John Ralphie. I think I think John Ralphie would be a good uh, prima donna top wide receiver. <laughs> Dude, I'm not kidding. John Ralphio is probably my favorite television character. Like, it yeah. has to be of all time. Like, I yeah. love, like Ben Schwartz, I love that dude. I've liked him since I saw him on uh, Jake and Amir. Like, that dude is amazing. Um, that show, just all of the all of the little peripheral characters on that show is so crazy because now when you see them, you get so excited to see them. Yeah. Uh, who is uh, who is the really strange kid that's always kind of just standing in the corner? Yeah, the one that uh, Leslie hates so much. Yeah, something like that. Something real creepy, like a Macbeth like kid who killed his mother or something. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think I've got to go Parks and Rec, just because just with the wrong plot. You know, I'm gonna have to agree with you entirely because let's, I mean, where are we gonna put Phyllis and Stanley? I mean, seriously, Oscar would be decent at like running back probably. That sounds racist, but it's not. Uh, Kevin, where's he gonna play? I just I don't see him beating it. Parks and Rec no. is too in shape. Well, they got Jerry. So. Yeah, Parks and Rec, hands down. Leslie's organization skills. I mean, she's annexation of Puerto Rico. You know what I mean? She's a smart kid who's in order. They've got three ring binders with tabs on their playbooks. They're ready to go. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think we got that one locked up. That was easy. Good stuff. Okay. All right. Ready for the next segment? I don't know if you've ever listened to a talk host. It doesn't hurt my feelings if you haven't. But we are going to go on to the last, second to last thing I always do. It's called Would You Rather? Okay. I'll give you a would you rather, and uh, for our new listeners and people that don't know, I straight up copied this from another podcast. I'm not going to tell you which one. If you listen to it, I don't think I'll see you again. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, would you rather only be allowed to listen to music that is Arabian hip-hop or only be able to watch sports in Latin? Oh, I... Yeah, I need I need music. I, I I could I could deal with sports in the last. Okay. Well, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I jumped the gun, Chad. I'm jumped the gun. All right. Now, uh, there's a lot with the would you rather questions. It's not always just like here's what it is, here's what it is. It's kind of like you know whenever a zombie is eating a person and they get underneath the skin a little bit and they go, oh, this person was a vegetarian, and I, oh, and they've got great blood. It's like things under the surface that you might not know until you ask some questions. So I recommend several questions to kind of get to know both sides of, of the of the options before we before okay. we make a decision. I'm sorry, I, okay. I jumped the gun. I forgot to explain it to you. I'm sorry. Well, okay. I don't know what questions so, to ask. I mean, so so I'm listening. So all music I hear is yes, Arab- Arabian hip hop. Yes, it's Arabian hip hop. Like. Every time you walk into an elevator, it's not elevator music. It's like elevator music with like somebody like, you know, like Arabian hip hop, straight up. So if I go, if I go to see Avett Brothers in concert, to me, to everyone else, it sounds like Avett Brothers, but to me, it sounds like Arabian hip hop. No, and as soon as you walk in the room, it automatically turns to, and everybody hears it. Okay. So okay. like, you're if you're in a stadium and they're like instead of. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Instead of that, 
uh, in between, like at halftime, it's like, I don't know how radio hip hop sounds. Would, would everyone know the reason why? Would they all know that I'm the reason that? I mean, no. No one tells them, but for a half a second, or like let, like a flash of a second, it pops goes during the, like in the middle of the song, goes, this is Chad's fault on the big screen, and then it pops away. <laughs> and, and it puts a photo of you from your eighth grade year. And from the earbuds. Like, it pops up that, jagged fault, through, boom, gone. So, like, a few people catch it, and then they have to, like, kind of be like, he looks like this, but it looks like a yearbook photo, so they're looking for kids. But then they might, if you look, then they might be able to find you. Okay. So, I would always need to have a beard, probably. Yes. Probably. Uh, Unless you had a beard next day, then that wouldn't hold up. What about, I mean... To me, that's not as bad as, say, if everyone's over at my house watching the game, they're having to listen to it in the light. Well, here's I mean, the thing. Here's yeah. the thing that you might know about this scenario. In that scenario, when you're watching sports, everyone else, they all speak Latin. Like, essentially, they are, <laughs> given, they are given the ability to understand Latin only whenever they're watching sports with you. So they're understanding it. However, you don't speak Latin in this scenario. So can I learn Latin in this scenario? Yes, you can. However, to learn Latin, if you choose to learn it, to watch sports and make sense of it, you have to go to a night class for two hours a night, five days a week for three years. Yeah. It's, I, I still think I'm going with – I still think i got to go with, with that, though. I, I just I don't want – I like music. I don't want to always hear Arabian hip-hop every time I hear music. Hey. That's fair enough, but I want to know in 2015, 84 of the top 100 tracks are Arabian hip hop. Well, <laughs> I still got my, I still got my iPod. I'm okay. Um, you do, but all of your favorite artists now are all Arabian hip hop singers. Like in 2015, well, friends in music, because I mean you see what's happening with Gangnam Style, and it's not even in English, and it's all doesn't. Lady, so literally all you're going to get is like a few words out of a chorus that are in English. Everybody else, I mean, Kelly Clarkson, Cher, Bono, all of your favorite artists are going to start doing Arabian hip-hop. I think it's okay. I think they'll all, I think I think my friends will appreciate the ability to speak Latin that I've given Temporarily. them. Temporarily? Yeah, during sport. Um, but they also they also have to stand up. They're not allowed to sit down when they watch it. Because when you speak Latin, you have to stand up. It's like well, uh, you know, it's like I'll just have to people. I just have to watch a lot of sports on myself, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and at games, too. When you go to a sports game, everyone in there can speak Latin temporarily, and uh, and you and they all have to stand up the entire game. But the problem is you have to sit down. So you got to pay full price so you can get tickets on the front row so you can see, because you're not allowed to stand up. Like, you even have to – It's gotten strange. <laughs> you even have to – like, whenever you get to the stadium – and you get, like, walk up through the tunnel, and you want to sit down, if you've got a seat in the middle, you have to sit down and scoot over, scooch, as they say, scooch over to your seat. You're not allowed to stand up and walk. Like, you've got to scooch over, and everybody else has to stand up and, like, move out of your way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm – I mean, you keep making this one worse, but I think it's still the one I have to go with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, that's your choice. Well, that, yeah, that's probably my choice. All right, well, Chad, I'd like you to know you chose correctly. Good job. Good. <laughs> hey, plus, okay. that was the correct answer because, I mean, Latin is just really cool. 
I mean, we can't get around that. You no, know, you can't. Can I tell you a secret that I haven't told anyone except for the people I've told? Yes. <laughs> um, spatius, or spatial in Latin means double-edged sword. And I know that because I looked it up in college and I carved it on my ping-pong paddle because I got really into ping-pong for a while. And yeah. uh, and I, I bought, like, one of the nice paddles, you know, like the – super nice. It's like a 20 or $40 paddle. I don't remember. It's got the padding on it, you know, so you can, like, sleep on it at night. Right. And uh, so just want you to know, and I felt really cool for knowing the Latin term for double-edged sword. Same time I hear somebody say it, I just wait for a chance to say, oh, like, spatial, correct? You just blast them with some Latin. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, I studied Latin for, for a bit overseas. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's not awesome, but thank you for saying that to make me feel better about myself. Oh, Chet, we've reached, we've almost reached the end of our journey. In the in the 3,200 meter run, we're on the last 200 meters. Okay. And we're tr- saved up enough of our energy to outrun the kid who keeps looking back to make sure that we don't pass him because we're in last place, and he really does not want to get last place. No, he and doesn't. So he's just trying to beat us, and we're like, little do you know, we've been saving this up to beat you. Fun fact, I, based, I just based that on a true story. <laughs> um, okay, I'll tell you since you didn't ask. Um, I was in, when I was, in, <laughs> when I was in 11th grade, um, we like didn't have a track team because we got rid of it to do baseball. And I played baseball, yep. but then they, they were like, oh, what do we want? How about you three? Y'all be the track team. So it was like me and two other guys who would go and just do individual events by ourselves at track meets, like, and the coach would come occasionally, and we would just do whatever we wanted to hit on girls. And uh, in the 800-meter run, or dash, I don't know what they call it. It's not really a dash because it sucks. Um, it's a long dash. And, yeah, it's a long dash. And we didn't ever train, and we just kind of showed up at district and, like, one or two others. And a district, uh, one district in the 800, and then I went to uh, the meet of chance, which is like, you know, they take the top people from all the schools, and they compete, and, you know, like, only eight people get to run. And I ran, and I got eighth place. Straight up, the dude in front of me saw. I was like, took off sprinting the last like hundred meters, and he just looked back like, like I was a freaking zombie trying to run away from. So he didn't get last. Got <laughs> done, and I told my coach, like, dude, that sucks. I don't want to do that anymore. He's like, well, you don't have to because you lost. <laughs> and I told that whole story just so I could drop that I won district without training. Good job. Uh, that's, Good job. Um, so back I am. Do you ever run track? No, no. No track. No track for me. Yeah, forget that. It's like a sport, like this other sport, like punishment. And they're like, oh, it's good for yeah. fun. Yeah, well, I don't, don't do We don't even really, I don't exercise so much. Yeah. We don't need you, to. You, you, I mean, you, your body you looks like, <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. Oh, well, I remember I was like, yeah. I kept hugging you, and you were like, dude, that's good. I was like, I just can't stop. I'm like a, I'm like a pillow. <laughs> no, you're just, it's just, it's like looking into a young Steven Seagal's chest. Okay, last okay. segment uh, called Shameless Self-Promotion. Okay. Actually, I have music for this one. You want me to turn it on? Yes. Hey, you have to do the beat, though. Give me a beat. 
Wait, why? Why is there not a? Why? Why does the music not have its own beat? <laughs> because it's it's pre-recorded, but I need a beat. I've only got the acapella. <laughs> I just want to hear acapella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Here we go. It's up. It's up. It's up. Shameless up promotion. Got Chad Gibbs on the other side of the motion. He's gonna tell us all the things that he's got going on. I'll tell you one thing that's real life-like Tron. He's going to go in there. He's going to tell us stuff. We're going to like so much. It's going to make us fuck because we're going to work out while we listen to this because Chad Gibbs is a grown man's kid. Very good. Very good. I don't know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the P word on here, but I think I got am. Him. So yep, got him. Got him. All right. That was pre-recorded that last year. Awesome. Okay. Okay. What do you got? Promote anything you want. Talk about whatever you want, whatever you want people to go to, whatever website, whatever. Okay. Here, here's what I want people to do. Um, I teamed up with Samaritan's Purse when my new book, Love Thy Rival, came out. We're trying to raise money to build a women's and children's clinic in Haiti. And we're trying to raise $40,000, and we're going until February. And we've raised... Just a little bit over twenty thousand dollars already, so we're almost we're over halfway there. And if people go, you can just go to my website. You can go to chadgifts.com, and the top right hand of the page, there's a there's a link that will tell you where to go to to give money. Um, or you can go, you can Google like first giving Chad Gibbs, and that'll get you to the or first giving and love thy rival. That will get you to the, the first giving site where you can donate directly. But there's also a cool thing you're doing with it, correct? Like, you're not just yeah. like, here, get money. You're doing like a cool No, thing. no, we're, we're making it competitive because uh, it's, it's based on this book on rivalry. So what you do is you give money. Um, say you're an Auburn fan. You give $10, and you put Auburn, War Eagle, whatever, in the comments. And we're keeping it up with how much money has been given in, in, like, honor of each team. So you can check and see if your team's given more than your rival team, and then you can go make fun of them if you have, which hopefully will spur them to come back and give more than you, and then they will make fun of you, and then you'll want to give more, and it just it never ends until until it ends at forty thousand dollars. That's a pretty awesome idea, in my opinion. Yeah, it's make terrible. it up. Not it, make no, it up. That's a really great idea. Seriously. So that's, that's it. Awesome. Yeah. So, so, yeah, if, uh, you know, I know a lot of your listeners are probably extremely wealthy and need to give away money before the New Year's or they'll get hit with taxes. So That's true. And Arkansas is getting smoked, by the way. I checked. They're getting – I don't think they have any donations at all. No, I don't think, I don't think we have a single dime in the Arkansas Razorback column. So, yeah, you know. yeah, and that's literally all this state has is the Razorbacks. Yeah, so – so someone come give $5 and Arkansas will be ahead of whoever we put as their rival, maybe Texas A&M or Texas or LSU or whoever you want to be ahead of. Well, I think I, I think that it either needs to be Arkansas State because they're always begging to play against Arkansas and Arkansas is like, no. Or it needs to be, um, see, Ole Miss, whenever Houston Nutt went there, it could have been one a little bit. Yeah, uh, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, if we, if we say Arkansas State, uh, then Arkansas State is – Currently beating Arkansas five hundred dollars to nothing. Dang, that's awesome. We had a we had a pretty pretty big gift from an Arkansas State fan. So there you go, Arkansas fan. 
Yeah, step it up. Arkansas State, Jonesboro. Oh, doing you. Like, do you like Arkansas or do you like Arkansas the state more? Am I right? Exactly. Yeah. So. I guess he, maybe he got confused. He was like, I live in Arkansas the state, not Arkansas the not state. No, no, there was there was a pretty big go wolves next to it. Uh-huh. There you go. I think they knew what they were doing. So. But they're a real fan. They said they said Indians. They're a real fan. Razorback fans and their uh, and their uh, their Walmart money need to step up. That's right. I mean, Northwest Arkansas is like streets of gold up there. Oh. You know, not even doing anything. Chip a piece of that gold off and throw it in the Samaritan's purse and help some people, right? Exactly. And then chip off a little bit of that and buy your book, correct? Well, yeah. If you got any left over, get a copy of my book. We'll be good to go. <laughs> well, I mean, you got Walmart, then you got Tyson. Tyson can buy your book. Walmart can donate. Perfect. Even better. Boom. Walmart, I know you're listening. Fred, yes. Fred Walmart. That's his name. Fred Walmart. He goes much. Fred Walmart. First bad, first bad to start with Fred Walmart. <laughs> all, you, all you gotta do is get a TV camera in front of him. We'll get a fake TV camera. I'll walk up to Fred Walmart and be like, hey, have you given us Americans purse? We're trying to raise money for kids. Well, he likes for Fred Walmart. Yeah. And then he's on TV. He has to. He's like, oh, match anything anybody says. What do you think? Somebody came in from Arkansas and donated twenty grand. That, like that's a head. Like I think Auburn has like ten or thirteen thousand, right? Is that correct? Do what now? Auburn or Alabama has the most, right? Don't those the two biggest? Yeah, those are those are about those are far and away the two biggest. But you know, I live in Alabama, so that would be the case. I think Auburn's got a little over seven thousand. Bama's probably got a little over six. That's it. I was too much. Sorry. I'm thinking of the future. All right. Well, sweet. There you go. So, Chad, I appreciate it. You are yeah. number one in our hearts and number one on the Billboard charts with your Arabian Hip Hop album. With my latest Arabian Hip Hop. What was the name of the song you had again? Uh, my Arabian Hip Hop song? Yeah, your number one hit. What was it? Oh, uh, Salty Like Us, I think was the name of it. Salty Like Us? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I remember that. It was amazing. I love the hook. It was good. Yeah. It's, you, t- you and Timbaland. It's big and close. <laughs> I love it. All right, dude. Chad, for real, I appreciate it. Thanks for, for spending these, these days with me. And uh, I thank you for waiting by while we waited people to pause and unpause their podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we better wrap this up before someone pauses it. We're so close to the end. I would hate to get I know that. Oh, we got paused. Oh, I was holding on for two hours. Another hour. Wow, that has been a long hour. Thanks for coming back, Bill from Massachusetts. Ugh. Okay, seriously, Chad, thanks for coming. Everybody, it's Americans First. Go to Chad, com. He's got all the information. He's got a beautiful picture of himself when he was a baby, and it's awesome. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Hey, seriously, Chad, thanks, man. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. All right, I'll, the check's in the mail. I'm going to send you all your payments for doing tacos. Awesome. I will take some of it to Samaritan's first. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> the rest on well, Saudi Hill. Okay, deal. That was words. All right, Chad, thanks for coming on. Don't forget, you need to check out Chad Gibbs. I'm pretty sure it's Chad underscore Gibbs at Twitter. I follow him. I don't even remember. And uh, you can follow me at Tyler Tarver. You can go to his website at chadgibbs.com. You can go to my website at tylertarver.com, or you can do both. Foursquare. All right, because I'm making four things. Twitter, 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 Twitter
uh, go and give the Samaritan Purse, support your local team, help Chad, help people, help you, help me, help us all. Okay? And also, if you want, um, follow Taco, Taco on Twitter. I'll ask questions. I'll even ask him on here. Hey, give me those. Um, I, you know, I was going to promote the thing that I said at the beginning where I was like, if you rate this five stars on iTunes or rate any book I've ever written on I, on Amazon as five stars and leave a comment, you get a free audio book to my book, Letters to Famous People. But I don't think I'm going to promote that. I'm just going to promote Chad. Chad gives. Because Chad gives to other people. Bye.